are listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. So it is such a privilege being with you, and we just want to welcome those of you from our Middleville or Delton campuses, and also those of you that are viewing us online. And I want to share a concept with you today that I think that you probably have had experience with your entire life, but we want to talk about it. It may be in a little bit con- a little bit different context today, but before we get started. We have to tell you a story, boys and girls. Okay, that that sounds a little better. I'm going to need a little bit of help up here, okay? So I want to tell you the story about Bob. So Bob actually forgot his wedding anniversary, and everybody goes, oh boy, that's a mistake, isn't it? Should have never done that. So anyway... On Wednesday, Bob found out he was in a whole lot of trouble because he forgot his wedding anniversary. So his wife was really angry, and she looked at him, and she said, Tomorrow morning, I expect to find a gift in the driveway that goes from zero to 200 in six seconds or less, and it better be there, she yelled at him. And so on Thursday, the next morning, Uh, He got up early and left and went to work, and when his wife woke up, she looked out the window, and sure enough, there was a box that was gift-wrapped in the middle of the driveway. And so confused, the wife put on a robe, ran out into, into the driveway, and brought the box back into the house. And she opened it, and she found a brand new bathroom scale. And no one's seen Bob since Friday. (laughs) So I want to talk to you about our four-letter word that we're going to be talking about today, which is the four-letter word of the past. But to help us understand better how we experience our past. So all of us experience the world in basically two ways. We experience the world existentially and we experience the world psychologically. And psychologically we experience the world as past, present, and future. So one of the issues that we have to deal with in understanding how to deal with our past is I want to advocate for something And I want to advocate for something that I think that God advocates for in his word. And I want to advocate for right now, for now. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I want to be an advocate today for the experience of right now. And if you enjoy being here right now, say amen. Okay, so we want to experience life in the now, because now is the only way that we can ever experience life existentially. In other words, you are always in the now, 
And even what you experienced psychologically as yesterday was actually a whole bunch of nouns. Complicated, isn't it? My messages are known for being extremely simple. So all of your yesterdays are a bunch of nouns, and you have to be careful because the past itself, the past itself can actually invade the present. The past itself can invade the present in such a way that my experience of the present is really the result of my memories of the past. So we experience the past emotionally. We experience the past physically. We experience the past with our minds. And our experiences from the past are wonderful experiences. They are actually gifts that God gave us for the past. And there's nothing wrong with those gifts, but now you are right here. And God wants to expand our now. Because the only way that we can experience Him is within ourselves, is through ourselves. And if we're going to see God in a brighter way, if we're going to be the light of the world, if we're going to experience God in a more in-depth way or in a wider, expanded way, we're going to have to do something with now. Now, all of us got things in our past that tend to follow us into the present. All of us have that. I have things in my past that if I will allow it and invite it and give it an invitation, it will actually come into my present and it will rob me of my present. So whenever our past and our past experiences and our past failures and our past negative emotions, you know what negative Emotions are toxic emotions. That is our past regrets and our past guilt and our past anger and our past frustration. When we allow all of those things to come into our present, then our past begins to dominate our present and our present become another version of our past. And whenever our past, regardless of what it was like, whenever our past invades our present, our present gets smaller. And the now should always be getting bigger. So living in the present has transformative power. This is the reason why God says in His Word, be still and know that I'm God. Now the God that we serve, he is, all, he is the God of yesterday because He is the omnipresent God. But He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So He experiences life like that, but I want you to know that your husband doesn't experience life like that. Amen. 
Come on, women, say amen. We don't experience life that way. We are our present beings, and we can only experience life right now. And then when we begin to think about our future, when we look out into the future, and if the memories of our past has invaded our present, the only thing that we can think about in our future is the version of our past. So we then new and improve and create another version of our past out in the future. And this is the reason why we experience anxiety. This is the reason why we experience low self-esteem. This is the reason why we experience, I don't know if I can do that. This is the reason why we go to the Word of God and God is telling us something that should be a part of our DNA. And then we wonder, well, it must have been different for those people in biblical times. And God is saying, no, I'm talking to you. And I came that you might have life right now. This is your time. This is our moment. And the moment that we have is the best possible moment that we can have unless we figure out a way to take those things out of the moment that don't belong in the moment. We have to take those past things out of the moment. And then Jesus says, don't worry about the future because the future will take care of itself. Now, should you be concerned about the future? Yeah, you probably should. But I would suggest that we do this. Why don't we pay closer attention to the present? And the way we do that is to pay closer attention to the way that God desires that we live. Because you can only live in the present. And the future, if you get to the future, it's going to be the present. Even when we make it into eternity, you need to understand something. Eternity is just one gigantic now. that you got rewarded for because you were willing to give up your life and allow the sacrifice of Jesus to be effective for your past. Oh, come on, shout amen, somebody. So, I think when it comes to talking about this, listen, all of us got a past. And all of us got different ways that we deal with it. And all of us have thoughts. And all of us have feelings. And all of us have ways that we reflect on things and make a decision about what we're going to do in this moment. And it affects the way we're in relationship with each other. It affects the way we're in relationship with the people that we work with on our jobs. It affects it, it affects the way we relate to people that we don't really like. Because you do know that there's a lot of kind of crazy people. I mean, they're not here today, but I'm just saying. So it affects the way we function in life. And I think if anybody understood this, 
It was the Apostle Paul. Because the thing that we know about the Apostle Paul, because he tells us the Apostle Paul had a pretty toxic past. Now, the way he looked at it, he says, I had a very extremely prideful past. And really, when we're prideful about our past, and that pride allows the past to come into the present, that past robs us of the opportunity of being all the way in the present. But Paul, what he did is he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He followed the law, and he wanted to get rid of this new sect of Christianity. He thought it was the exact wrong thing. And so what he did is he slipped into Christian meetings, pretending that he was a Christian, and then he would get all the names of the people, and then he'd come back later with his wagons and he would haul these people off to put them in jail. That's a pretty toxic past. And then on top of that, he actually would kill some of these people. So in essence, he was kind of a serial killer. Now, I realize you've got a past. You know, you got parents that raised you. You got a particular way that you were raised. You've got a particular way that you do things. You got a particular way that you experience life. Okay, we all have that, and all of it is a little bit different, and it's kind of a little bit different from one family to another family, and that all kind of plays into how we relate with each other. And I want to say this to you. In spite of the fact that we have all of those experiences, I seriously doubt if any of you are serial killers. That was when you should have said amen. So even though we have some past experiences, we actually should listen to the words of Paul because he had some extreme experiences in his past, and somehow he went from that kind of past to the kind of present in which he led the New Testament church. That's transformation. So let's actually go to the book of Galatians and actually look at a couple of the words that Paul gives to us. And I'm going to be reading the very first uh, verse that I read. It's in the NIV, but the rest of it's in the message. And it says in, the, in Galatians chapter 6 that each person should test his own action. So we should actually take a look at our present and the actions that we have in our present and test it and see if the past has invaded the present and if the future has invaded the present. So we should test our own actions. And then I really like the way that the Message Bible says this exact same verse. It says, make a careful exploration of who you are and what you have been given and then sink yourself into that. Don't allow yourself to experience psychological drama that's solely based on your past or psychological drama that's based on the way you're projecting your future. And then he goes a step farther and says, don't compare yourself to others. Each person should take responsibility for their own creative best that you can do with your own life. Don't 
just compare yourself with someone who is also dragging their past into the present. And we tend to flock into groups with one another based on familiarity with our past. So you had this injury that happened right here. And I had that injury that happened down here. And then we start a small group for people who had that injury that happened right there. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But somewhere along the way, we got to let it go. We got to actually make a careful exploration of who we are. And then let's look at who God made us to be. So my competition is not with others. My competition is with what God made me to be and then what I'm allowing myself to be limited to today. That's my competition. And then he goes a step farther, and this is one of my favorite verses in all of the scriptures. It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Now, when you think about that, you say, well, of course, you shouldn't, like, be mocking God with your words. You shouldn't be mocking the goodness of God. But I want to bring it to you in a little bit different way today. You cannot bring your past into your present and somehow expect something different in the future. In AA, they call that insanity. You can't keep doing the same thing and then changing it just a little bit to the way we do it in 2022 and then expect an amazing thing out front. Listen, we can't keep doing that. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. If we sow the toxicity of our past, if we sow the memories of our past, we're going to create another version of our life in the future. And all of it, my past and my future, is robbing me of my now. Listen, I want to challenge you. If you feel your life is getting smaller, if you, if you feel that your options are getting smaller, if you feel that the choices that you can make for the quality of your life is getting smaller, I want you to make a careful exploration of yourself. And then ask God. Ask God to help you. Ask God to come in and help you to tune in to His channel because God sent Jesus to die on the cross for your past. And He also sent Jesus to die on the cross for your future. And He also sent Jesus to die on the cross for your present. So the only way to experience life the way it was intended to be experienced is for us to experience life through the forgiveness that God has given to us. God is saying, listen, 
you may have come this way and you may have come that way and you may be tripping about this. And listen, sometimes I know we got to trip about things, but God understands that. And I want you to know that God meets you right there, but God doesn't leave you right there. And he died for our past. Now, let me share something else with you. This is going to be profound, so you need to hold tight. You need to sit up straight, hold tight in your seat. This is going to be pr- pr- profound. Your past is gone. It's already gone. You can try to drag it into the present, but actually it's already gone. Now, you can recreate it. You can reflect it. You can live dominated by your memories and then struggle to be in relationship because of your memories. And listen, we all have this, but I want to say this to you. We might have the influence, but God sent Jesus so that we could be free of the influences as well. God loves you. God loves me. God loves us. God loves us too much for us to keep playing the same day over and over and over and over and over. Do you want to be a person that you live your entire life and you bring yesterday into today and then today becomes a version of yesterday and then you're worried about tomorrow and then tomorrow becomes a version of yesterday and you live your entire existence and it's all one day being repeated over and over and over. That's a nasty trick. And God loves you too much for you to do that. Every day that you get is an another amazing opportunity. And the life that we have been given is a treasure. And it is a miraculous thing. And it's supposed to explode. It's supposed to expand. It's supposed to be new every morning. It's supposed to be new. And it's supposed to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger till one day you slip from this body and you slip into a big old now. Be still. And know that I'm God. Because in the knowledge of God is the knowledge that this thing It's been taken care of. And if God says it's okay, who am I to say it's not okay? If God said I took care of it, who am I to say, well, God, I'm not sure if I trust you. I mean, come on. There's a couple things that slip by you. Because you know my mom dropped me when I was two. I don't know if you caught that. And I'm not making fun of your past. But I'm telling you that God cares. I'm telling you that when God got into this, he knew all of that. 
And he says, I'm in it. I'm all the way in it. So my encouragement for each one of you is to do what the very last verse says. Let us not become weary in well-doing. We need to learn how to be still, do an examination of the present, be sure that my past is not invading the present, that my past is not robbing me of the moments that God is giving to me, that my past is not robbing me from a miraculous gift of life that can only be given by the God of the universe. And when I'm doing that, don't get weary in well-doing because it's going to take a season for us to see that change. But God is faithful. And if you stay, stay in the game. If you stay, God, you will reap a harvest. And the harvest is going to be a bigger slice of now, a bigger slice of awareness, a bigger slice of consciousness, a bigger slice of the kingdom of God, a bigger slice of understanding how to live in this world, a bigger slice of knowing how to perceive the world through the eyes of God, a bigger slice of us functioning, looking, and experiencing life to where people can only say, that must be a child of God. That's our lot. But it starts right now. I'm going to close in a word of prayer, and I just invite you in this moment right now, surrender your now to God. And if you're just getting a faint view of who God is or a distant view of who God is, I want to say to you, surrender yourself in the now and say, God, make me more knowledgeable, make me more sensitive, make me sense your presence in a greater way right here in the now, because that's yours. All right. Let's pray. Bow your heads. So, Lord, I want to thank you for the fact that you are the God of the now. And you also was the God of the now when I was experiencing yesterday. And that you are the God of the now whenever we experience tomorrow. So, Lord, help us to trust you and to be still and know that you're God. And, Lord, we ask that you would help us to get a larger slice of sensitivity, a larger slice of awareness, a larger slice of us experiencing the world the way you created it for us to experience before the very foundations of the world. Lord, help us to trust you more than we trust our culture. Help us to trust you more than we trust all kinds of things. And help us to trust you more than we trust our memories. We pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's amazing people said, listen, thank you guys. God bless you. Thank you.
We give it up for Leonard. Wasn't that a great message about living in the now instead of living in yesterday? You know, when I was thinking about that, come on over here, Nick, and take a seat. Uh, when I was thinking about somebody who has really lived out that message, you had a story, a past, that God really brought them out of. I think about my friend Nick. And last week, I attempted to tell Nick's story. Somebody sent me Nick's story, and I totally slaughtered your story. I just, so I'm going to have you actually share, actually, what was your life like before you started coming here to TVC? What was your walk with God like? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, prior to coming to TVC, I wasn't walking with God. I had walked away from God. I'd walked away from the church as a whole, and, and I was pretty okay with that. Um, I, I was prideful, basically. I thought I had it all under control. Yeah. And Nick, you were telling me this week that there's something that happened with your kid, right, that really kind of got you in this place where you're having this crisis of faith, but yet at the same time, you start to reach out for faith. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, so I have a two-year-old son. His name's Jace. He's great. Uh, best thing that's ever happened to me, for sure. And uh, about a year ago, he started having some, what, what ended up being mild, very mild health issues, thankfully. Um, but at the time, I thought that it could be, you know, a sign of something much more serious. Hmm. And uh, so I started to pray. I didn't know if there was anybody listening, but I figured... You know, I have nothing to lose from praying, and I potentially have everything to gain. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when you were telling me that this week, I thought to myself, you at that time wouldn't call yourself a Christian. At one point, you said you were even kind of thinking you probably were an atheist, but yet, in this point of desperation, in this point of darkness and pain, you just said, hey, I'm going to reach out to, to whatever is there, and if it's God, if it's Jesus, whatever— I want there to be some kind of connection. And right around that time, something happened at work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an electrician. I've been in, uh, I've been in the trades my entire adult life, uh, about a decade at this point. And, and I was working with a gentleman. His name's Dustin Healy. He attends the uh, TVC Delton campus. And I'd been working with him for a while prior to this point. And uh, at the end of the day, I was trying to track him down, found him in a room with a couple other gentlemen having a conversation you know, just about their faith and their relationship with God. And this was shortly after I had started praying. And I thought to myself, well, this, this can't just be a coincidence. Let's, yeah. let's feel this out a little bit. Because on job sites before, you've come into the break room and people have been having conversations, but it wasn't about faith, right? Yeah, yeah. You run into some pretty interesting conversations in my line of work, but very seldom ever about, about faith. Yeah. And so you, you guys started having this discussion about faith, and then what happened next? Uh, so it took a little bit of convincing, but Dustin finally got me to start attending, uh, attending TVC Delton. And, and ever since then, I've just been getting more and more involved in the church, uh, in a men's group with him and Kyle Pressler and a bunch of other gentlemen. And it's just been great for myself and my family. Yeah. And what ended up happening with your child, by the way? Uh, he's great. He's great. We got a clear bill of health. Yeah. yeah, I think we actually have a picture of your wife, your child, and then you actually have one on the way, right? Yeah, I got another one due in January. Yeah, that's uh, Nick's family right there. Can we give it up for, for Nick and his family? You know, here's why I had Nick share his story is because really Nick's story and Dustin's story are kind of intertwined. You know, some of you might be here today and Nick's past is your present. You're in this place where you're not sure where you're at with faith. You, 
God invited you to come to church today, and you thought, hey, I'll, I'll show up, I'll check it out, and there's something on the inside of you saying, man, I think God's calling me into a relationship. But I think for a lot of us, we know somebody like Nick, somebody who's on a journey, and, and they're really wrestling through some things, and we just don't know where they are with faith. And I, and I think about what would have happened if Dustin would not have invited you to church but he didn't just do it one time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it took a few times. It took several months to get me through the yeah. door. And now for the last year or so, you've been coming to church, and, and, and God's doing the work, you yeah. know, and things aren't perfect, but it's, it's in process, right? Yep, that's a, it's just continual growth, and things are just getting exponentially better. Yeah. So here's what I would say to all of us. You know, next week, I'm starting a series called Full House. When you guys came in, you got this little invite card. I want you to think about somebody that you know who you need to invite to church. Because here's what's true about every single person in the room. We all have a house. And for some of us, our house is full of love and peace. But for most of us, it's a mixture. We got some drama, some dysfunction, some different things going on. And whether you're married, single, or some variation of in-between, this series can really be of help to you. So I want you to think about who it is that you can invite to uh, church next week, because here at TVC, we believe that everybody has a next step with God. For some of you, your next step is just to come back next week to learn more. You're not sure if you want to be a Christ follower yet, but that's all right. For some of you, you need to reach out and receive some hope. You know, throughout this series, we've been offering a resource around here called TVC Hope. And if you're in a place, whether you're in a place like Nick or you're in a place where you're just kind of trying to figure out how do I journey through this stuff, this anxiety, this, this thing that I'm dealing with? If you will text TBC Hope to 77948, somebody will reach out back to you and really provide you with some resources to help you journey through whatever it is that you're going through. God, today I, I pray for the folks who are listening to me, those who are watching me online, and honestly, they tuned in to church today, they came to church today, and they weren't really sure why, but Lord, you knew why. You want them to have a relationship with, with you. God, I pray for the people like Nick in our lives, the people who are on the journey, the people who don't have it all figured out, because none of us do. God, I pray you would help us to, to invite them, and I pray that, Lord, your word would bring hope. It would give them strength to take a next step with you. So, Lord, during this next time, I pray all of us would consider what our next step is with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tbcweb.com.